Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome to another episode edition part of corner to corner wrestling radio c2c radio show is on the air at c2c radio show.com speaker.com slash corner to corner apple amazon tune in everywhere you can find your podcast you can find corner to corner i'm stan grub and my tag team partner brian taylor so how's it going oh you know i'm doing I enjoyed the XFL this weekend. That was a good thing. XFL wasn't too bad. Uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, wasn't too bad. wasn't too bad. Um, I was actually kind of laughing because they had Greg Williams on the sideline losing his shit. And I was like, man, that's uh, re- really reminiscent of his time in Washington. <laughs> so who, Screaming at his coordinators. Who'd you watch? Uh, I watched. Uh, let's see. I watched, of course, DC against uh, Seattle, and then Who I won watched that? Uh, DC. The defenders won twenty-two to eighteen. Good, good. And uh, I watched um, Vegas Vipers. I think is what who they are against mm-hmm. the Brahmas. The San Antonio Brahmas. I think is what they are. No, Birmingham or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'll be honest, like, I was really kind of surprised at how good the games were, but there is a significant lack of two things. One, offensive line. There's, like, no offensive line for any of these teams. Just mm-hmm. defense is just penetrating every single down. Quarterbacks running for their lives. And not to mention the guy who uh, plays quarterback for Seattle. Um, I haven't learned roster names yet, roster members yet, but – Anyway, the quarterback, starting quarterback, is getting decked every other down. Just just straight leveled, full-on shoulder, shoulder to chest, just drilling them. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell are these guys going to make it? Because it's like a 10-week season, right, or 12-week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But I, the games were good. I mean, they, they weren't NFL games. So if you go in there expecting NFL, you're, you're not going to get that. Um but I would say it's definitely entertaining. I'm glad to see it's good quality football. But the other thing that I started to realize was that, you know, the first iteration of the XFL, of course, was Vince McMahon's, right? And it was, yeah, it's all right. You know, had some good football here and there, but it was mostly gimmicks. Mm-hmm. This second go round was better football, less gimmicks. But, you know, obviously we had the financial issues and now we know Vince McMahon's a crook, so 
There you go. Alleged crook, I guess. Um, so this third iteration was much, much more stripped down, just very true to football, except for a few different rule changes, which are interesting. Like if you score a touchdown, you can go for one extra point, two points, or three points, but there's no field goal to kick. It's you start from the five, you start from the 10, or you start from the 15. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked that. I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, you got a chance where if you're down by down by nine, you can tie it up in one shot. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. Um, so actually, it was decent. It was good football. I was happy to see it. Although the Seattle, Seattle, St. Louis Battlehawks, mm-hmm. these names, man, the team names are a little something. But uh, the, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they had apparently a great comeback in the last two minutes. But the first three and a half quarters of that football game were absolutely boring. So, I don't know. It's good football. It's worth tuning in for another week anyway. Well, that's all that counts, right? Right, right. So, they're on FX, ESPN, and uh, our local uh, ABC affiliate, Channel 7. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. But it was funny watching Greg Williams lose his shit, screaming at his at his players because they they started to run onto the field because I guess they thought it was time to switch possessions or something. Mm-hmm. And he is screaming. And the one thing about XFL is is that they don't really censor the microphones. <laughs> so he's like, "Get the fuck back! Get back on the goddamn bench!" Like he's screaming. And his coordinator's trying to calm him down, and he's looking at him. He's like, if you don't get out of my damn face. I mean, he's just going off. I'm like, wow. Oh, all right. <laughs> do you, Craig Williams, do you? <laughs> it was good stuff. You should watch it, Brian. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Right. Well, I mean, I always could. I just I didn't realize it was on. Yeah. So That is uh, clearly my mistake. Well, you got DC playing on Sunday night at seven. Saturday night at seven o'clock. They are. I want to say they're in Vegas. Let me take a look here. Um, do schedule. Here we go. Go to xfl.com and week two is DC at the Vegas Vipers, at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Battlehawks and the Sea Dragons, and you got uh, the San Antonio Brahmas against the Orlando Guardians, and the Arlington Renegades against the Houston Roughnecks. Hmm. Interesting okay. team names. The logos are cool. Cool. Worth checking out. Had a busy wrestling weekend, man. We had the Elimination Chamber on Saturday. We had Battle in the Valley on Sunday, and uh, you know, hey. I would prefer to start with the with good stuff, but <clears throat> I got to actually start with somewhat of a complaint. Now, before I go too deep into it, I want to say that Elimination Chamber in and of itself was not a bad event. Wrestling-wise, it was pretty decent. Some good stuff, some not-so-good stuff, but all in all, I guess if I had to give it a grade, I, I'd give it a fair one. We'll, we'll talk about that towards the end, but we had... We had the Elimination Chamber. The very first match of the night was for the women's title shot for the Raw brand. You had Asuka, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Um, 
Brian, what what do you think of uh, women starting the show? What what I mean, why can't they start the show? Nothing that says they can't. Did you think the match was good? Did you think the match was bad? Well, I had no problem with the match. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say I watched uh, or paid, you know, like so much attention to it, but um, I, I didn't think it was bad. Um, I'm not really sure why, you know, why there wasn't a title or something involved in it. Um, but, you know, um, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have actually preferred it to have been for the Raw Women's title. Except I, I think I, I like the idea of it being Asuka and Bianca, but you better pay it off. It better be Asuka's win at WrestleMania. I mean, you're what, six years too late? But still, you have an opportunity here to, to give her a big title win at, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... That's probably not going to happen. You think so? Yeah. I mean, they're not known for doing smart things. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, again, the, some of the tomfoolery that occurred later in the night. That, yeah, there was definitely you know, shenanigans afoot. We had uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Our first glimpse of shenanigans took place with this match. Um, if you want to call it a match, it was like, what, five minutes long, if that? Hey, what the hell were they doing with this? Yeah, so this one, I, I mean, there was nothing, nothing for me to even write home about, right? I mean, to me, it's a long, drawn-out feud that, in a day, isn't going to net you anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I know there's some fans out there that like Brock Lesnar and, and like Bobby Lashley. I've been critical of both at multiple points. This could have been a great back-and-forth brawl between two big men. Instead, we got a kick to the nuts, and that was the end of the match. Oh, by the way, Brock's going to do an F5 to a referee. He's going to throw Lashley around. and Like, why do we care? What is different about this situation with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing different there. That, by itself, that honestly should have been our warning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like. I've never really understood this one to begin with. Mm-hmm. Brock and um, Lashley. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like both of them, but I I just I don't understand it. To me, it it doesn't really like. There's no to me. There's no story. Right? Yeah. They're both they're both good guys, but they're having a tip. You know. Okay, so so what are we paying off? The the hurt lockers back in business. Um, you know what what are we doing with it? I don't get what we're doing with it. I mean, if it had been the hurt business, they could have at least been out there and, and interfered. No, no, we didn't get that. Um, it's not like it's the first time these guys have fought. So no, this is rematch number five hundred twelve, straight out of the Vince McMahon playbook, by the way. Um, you know this this was just indicative of what. WWE needs to get the hell away from it fast. Uh, but while 
I guess they do commit the fi- violation. They're not the only ones. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't really help either that you have like two non-talkers mm-hmm. <laughs> in more be- in, in uh, higher profile yeah. type uh, feud. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe some people get it. I just I don't get it. I just felt like it was useless. It was just a waste of, like I said, five minutes. I could have seen, I could have watched five other matches that would have had a good solid five minutes instead of this garbage. Like, that's Mm. how I felt. Like, it was was the worst part of the night was that. Well, maybe not the worst, but it was definitely bad. Um, We're going to go on a side tangent here, but that's okay because... We come it's back. Our show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We come back from break, and it's uh, Ariel Hawani is in the audience, and he's with George Saint Pierre, GSP from the US, UFC history, and uh, Michael Cole makes a comment saying, "There he is, the world-renowned and unbiased Ariel Hawani." Now, why does this stand out? Why is this a big deal? Now, in most cases, people will be like, "It doesn't matter. It's Ariel Hawani. Who gives a damn?" And you're right, right? But at the same time. Apparently, Tony Khan thinks it's kind of a big deal. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Mr. TK is uh, not aware that it's actually a work. But Tony decides to hop on Twitter the day before on Friday and calls Ariel Hawani a fraud and a, and, a, and a hack or something like that. And that Tony Schiavone and the rest of his crew could do exactly the same shit he does. So... Like, have have we forgotten where this comes from? Have we forgotten where it comes from? Bring me up to speed, buddy. You, so you don't you don't remember the interview? All right, so let me set the stage, right? And this was several months ago. Okay. Uh, Ariel, I guess, interviews Triple H, right? Back mm-hmm. during the Vince's scandal. And feeds them what are legit softballs, right? Never once brings up Vince. Right. And this is back during the scandal, right? Yeah, neck mm-hmm. deep in it. it that that yes. interview takes place right as soon as everything's breaking. Yes. We don't we don't ask question one about it, right? Then uh eventually sometime thereafter, he interviews Khan. Right? Khan tells him he's not going to answer anything about the brawl. The scrum. Right. Kenny saving the the poor dog. You know, whatever you want to call it, right? Somebody save Larry. Yeah. Tells him, I'm not answering that. A steel bit of guy. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm never not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so Tony tells him point blank, I'm not answering those questions. Right. Right? And I'll lay you money, right? Because every good person that goes on an interview is going to kind of want to know what's coming at him. Right. He probably said going in, I'm not answering those questions. Yep. His publicist or, you know, PR guy for AEW said, we're not answering those questions. Right on down the line. There was probably several people that said, we're not going to answer that question. Leave it alone. It's not going to happen. Right? 
So what's he do? He keeps going on and on and on about this fight, right? The, the brawl, right? Tony has to tell him it's not happening, kid. Keeps going on, though. Doesn't let up. Mm-hmm. So Tony becomes the worst or a very bad interview, right? Oh, this guy, he just, he was bad, right? Is mm-hmm. what uh, Ariel says about Tony. This was one of the absolute worst interviews I've ever done. Right. He says it's disappointing. And he doesn't understand why Tony didn't want to answer his questions. Right. Yeah. yeah. I recall so, that. Yeah. So again, it's just funny that here the guy is supposed to be, you know, a journalist, impartial, whatever. And then here's Michael Cole taking shots while the guy's standing on on your program. Now, I get it. I, I used to love Monday night and who who will ever forget that'll put butts in seats. Right. Right. That's great. But that's where this is coming from. That's what people have to understand. Right. This is a guy that apparently is like legit on their payroll. Or if he wasn't, he is now because I bet you he got paid for his little guest appearance. Legit on their payroll. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like acknowledge the fact when he goes to interview Tony. And that's I mean, to me, that's. That's uh, what do you call sensationalist journalism or whatever. I mean, it definitely comes off like that. I remember when he, when Hawani comes on and or does his uh, kind of post interview thing where he says, "Yeah, I was really disappointed," and I remember Tony Khan being taken off guard by that, saying that you know, and, and he uh, he publicly states he's like, "Listen, I told him I wasn't going to answer these questions," so he does say that, and he says it during the interview. He says, "Yeah, I'm really not going to get into that." I mean, he doesn't do it in a mean way. It's just very, I would call it diplomatic. What? But here's the interesting fact, right? Yeah. I'll lay you money, HR, put a gag order on them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that legal and HR both are like, you don't say shit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And if this guy was any type of credible journalist, he would have known going in, it's not going to happen. So here's the question then. Why wait? to go and really just go ham, really to go off until February 17th of 23. Cause the interview was last year, last summer. Well, last fall ish, we'll say fall. Either way, I mean, it's been a considerable amount of time. He's right to say his opinion. I, I'm not, I don't dispute his opinion at all. My issue is more along the lines of, dude, what the hell, where does that come from? Did we forget that we're in a, no. you know, who like- are you, Who are you talking about, Tony? Yeah. But he did state his opinion. All right, so let me ask you this, Dan. Sure. So you're you're AEW. Right. Right? And I'm WWE. Okay. Now you find out what you've been suspecting all along. Right, right. Right? That this guy did what he did probably just to try and make you look bad. Won't be the first time a wrestling promotion has done it. It's not going to be the last. Right? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you go out there on Twitter and take the first shot? 
was it because he did the voiceover for Sami Zayn's journey home? Is that well, where this came from? Like, I couldn't truly understand why. I have no idea. But, the, I mean, this guy, for Tony can, you know, go after him every day for the rest of his life if he wants to. Yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting because he just, he timed it in the middle of SmackDown and in the middle of Rampage. I'm like, damn, what the hell? Yeah, because somebody probably said, hey, Tony, guess what? Your boy's on the payroll. Yeah, I mean, it's, the thing is with Helwani, I mean, if he wasn't on payroll before, I'm kind of kind of the mind that maybe he is now. And, oh, he's got to be now. And that's fine. You know, I don't begrudge anybody an opportunity. Go do it, man. Do what you got to do. I think it. he did. He did play Tony for a sucker. And I give him that. I, I give Tony that because he comes back after the interview. He's like, ah, it didn't go well. Tony didn't want to answer my questions. They want to play ball. But then he does the interview with Triple H, and I agree with you. He does give a shit ton of softballs. I think he goes in it at the same time, though, thinking there's no way he's going to answer me. The question becomes, why wouldn't you just give Tony that same respect? You know, if you don't think Triple H is going to answer you, by the way, Triple H is basically in charge of WWE at this time. Oh, by the way, Triple H is also in the most corporate of mindsets. You have to know that's not going to get you're not going to get answers to those questions. You don't ask them. Tony Khan's what? The owner of a football club overseas in the UK, the Jacksonville Jaguars, along with his father. Oh, yeah, and AEW. He's got three different major corporations. Granted, AEW is not publicly traded, but all of that, and you can't give him the same respect. Is, is it that hard? Uh, he doesn't want to. Why should he? Who, who's the bigger... Who's the bigger, uh, like, company you don't want to screw with? AEW or But, I mean, you're looking for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> and keep in mind, like, I know, I know that this is just a rabbit hole that it, there's going to be people on both sides, right? Tony Khan's a money mark. All right, yeah, I get it. People are going to say that. But people are also going to say that, WWE and Triple H and probably Vince behind the scenes uh, are all hiding behind their quote-unquote corporate PG structure. Okay, fine. Say what you got. But there's a huge lack of respect between the two sides. Like, I, I felt like like you felt when when Hawani says basically, yeah, he, he was a horrible interview. Like, that's a shitty thing to do. It's also incredibly unprofessional and unethical, if we're really being honest. You don't go in and claim yourself as an as a unbiased journalist and start acting like, you know, you can just burn people down. I get it. You're giving your opinion. It's on your podcast or whatever he calls it. Um, but you're working for ESPN. You're working for all of these outlets. And then WWE is also paying you. It doesn't provide a great look. And, you know, I get why Tony would say what he says. Watch watch Cody come out tonight, by the way, and get drowned out by Sammy Jones. That's going to suck. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but that's the Hawani bit. Uh, we get back into Elimination Chamber. We got the mixed tag, Edge and Beth Phoenix against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Um, I mean, everybody's going to talk about the, uh, the botch two count. I think, personally, this match was actually a lot of fun. There was some good stuff to it. And... 
even though Rhea doesn't get pinned, still we see the Judgment Day lose against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, honestly, I, I think I would have held on to this uh, and, and maybe done this at WrestleMania with Edge and Ray against maybe Dom and, and Finn because this feels like a bigger payoff than it should have been. And now, I, I supposedly, the rumor is it's going to be Finn Balor and Edge and Hell in the Cell at Mania, which, if that happens, could be really, really good. But I felt like this match could have actually been a better payoff at, like, a Mania. Uh, once again, it's, uh, you know, this is a something that doesn't... Um doesn't really interest it doesn't really interest me yeah um so i'm old school i'm old school in the fact that if uh three or four guys jump one guy chances are one guy's gonna get his ass whooped right yeah um that's how it works um and I'm not quite sure, like, how or why Judgment Day just hasn't, like, wrecked Edge by now. Um, how they keep getting uh, drug into, um, you know, like, now Beth Phoenix is involved and, you know, everything else. And you would think they would have learned and, uh, you know put edge in the hospital or something by now well, i mean how many times do you gotta like do the whole concerto bit until finally you realize maybe maybe i should keep my wife away from this that was my thought i'm like damn how many times are you gonna do the same basic spot it's the mm-hmm. same thing every single time and i agree with you like they they don't give a whole lot of room for error they don't really give you much to bite into either because it's like, uh, okay, well, Edge has been dropped multiple times. It should be. He should he should be retired by now, legitimately. Right. By all the times they put him out. But you know, he fights his way back. He, he's, he's got grit, they say. Yeah. I, I mean, this is one that to me is just, it's going on just way too long. Yeah. And now you're going to stretch it to mania? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, my interest is waned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I, I said that I'll be back in the WWE, watching WWE at the Rumble. Well, one thing I've learned since coming back is they have a lot of things going on that just, like, aren't interesting. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that the wrestling's bad. I'm not saying that the, people involved were bad i'm just saying like this is the same stuff some of the stuff is the same thing that i left however many months ago it's the same fuse mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have you know i get oh that storytelling well okay but storytelling needs to at least be interesting compelling make me believe in it or you know whatever and, you know, once again, this is just one of the ones that I just can't, I can't get into because, mm-hmm. you know, instead of uh, Edge being like, oh, let me go find 
You go find, uh, you know, two males. Right. You know, oh, AJ Styles is not working. Let me, let me go, let me go get the good brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or let me go get, uh, you know, somebody else. I don't know. The Viking Raiders still around. Or are they bad guys? They, they are bad guys. But, I mean, um, not that not that Ford didn't do well. We're going to talk about that match here in a moment. But you could have did Street Profit. Yeah, I mean, there, there's different things out there. Uh, I, I don't know. It was. It was. I mean, this this pay per view again is not bad. I'm not saying there's anything negative to it. Yeah. But it just it did not hold my attention. Well, there were parts that did, but for the majority of it, it never held my attention at all. I mean, it it just wasn't. It like I like I said earlier. This this event was not harmed by bad wrestling. There wasn't bad no. wrestling on this show. Was harmed on a complete lack of understanding of, you know, delivering on your storyline. Like no. how how can a guy as well versed in storyline progression like Triple H not deliver in such key points? Well, that, and and that's why people, so many people, and I, I think you probably feel this way is. So many people think that Vince is running the show. Because Vince lives for the moments, man. He doesn't live for actual delivery. He lives for moments. But, I I mean, I don't see... Would it shock me? No. It wouldn't just shock me. But I don't see, like, how this is anything more than somebody's attempt. Mm Mm-hmm to do what he thinks is right now. And again, I, I, let's not forget that triple H while he was in NXT had dusty Rhodes and had William Regal and had people to help him along the way. Right. Does he have those people where he's at now? Close as I can figure he doesn't. So then we're still relying on, uh, Kevin Dunn's and, you know, a, a, a crew the right to show that has no clue about right wrestling. And maybe he looks at it and it's, you know, much like other people when they're new to, to booking. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know Vince had a stranglehold. Mm-hmm. That's well documented. That's nothing new, nothing crazy I'm saying here. Right. That's That's like legit. Vince had a stranglehold, and they would rip up a show three hours before and spend three hours writing a new one mm-hmm. on the day of the show. So how much booking did Triple H really get to do? Well, he sat there, and he probably watched, but that doesn't mean that when he gets his opportunity, he's going to take the ball and be able to just be some omnipotent booker. Right, right. And, and perhaps we are setting the bar too high. Maybe we're expecting godlike booking from a guy that, frankly, hasn't proven himself. Maybe that is true. But but again, that's why I wanted to step away for six months after he got the reins and, you know, see what he does. But to me, at the end of the day, it's they're the same feuds and 
you know, this isn't like in the old days where Dusty Rhodes fought the four horsemen for five years. and But every other month, Dusty Rhodes was getting run over by a pickup truck or having his leg broke or, right. you know what I'm saying? Like any number of things. You know, this is, oh, let me go get the wife. And, oh, instead of me going to get some brawly men to help put an end to, um, you know, put an end to uh, Judgment Day once and for all. No, 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 no. We're just going to, we're going to prolong this. And at the end of the day, even if Edge wins, he's not really going to win. Right, because it's it's the I hate you. This will never be over. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, dude, like we get it. You, you hate the guy. Okay, fine. Can we just keep it moving? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just I don't. I don't know. And is is Valor? Is he Prince Devitt or is he Finn Balor or uh, what's going on? I mean, I think they've referred to him as the prince or something. Yeah, I mean, they, they hint around it. They don't go by debit, but they are playing with the... Basically, they're playing with it like he's living that... Doing that character now. That's mm-hmm. where this bad guy re- routine is coming from, which, uh, again, not a bad move, but, you know, those subtle hints and all that stuff, that's... I don't know. That doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't get into, like, the, the subtle hints. All right, you're either doing it or you're not. Right. You're gonna call him Finn Balor. Just call him Finn Balor. Don't be like the Prince. Blah blah blah. You don't need fifty thousand nicknames. Just just do the thing, man. This isn't right. this isn't rocket science. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Yeah, I mean, it's just gotta it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just it's kind of weird. It, it it just is. It's just kind of weird. To me, the WWE is just weirdish. Very weird right now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, I, I'll give them, I'll give them the opportunity and see if you know. I'll keep watching, see if they do anything. But it's, I mean, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I think once once WrestleMania has come and gone. We can do like a, a full episode of, you know, grade Triple H's performance as the guy in charge because we'll have a full year where we can actually look. Okay, here's here's Mania. Here's where he would put this guy in the position and this guy. I think right now is it's almost done. We've almost finished that that measurement period, but not quite yet. Got a little room room for God. I hope room for something. <laughs> hmm. So next up was actually a, a really fun, hard-hitting match, and this was the um, the men's the men's version of the Elimination Chamber for the U.S. title. I really enjoyed this match. Um, again, hard-hitting. You had some great interaction with uh, Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins. I actually really enjoyed that. You had some really solid, uh, solid, just jaw-dropping moments as well. With uh, the Hurricanrana from the top of the top of the um, chamber pod, there was just some really cool moments there. And, and while it was predictable that we were going to see Logan Paul 
And I think a lot of people were like, oh, wow, I can't believe it's Logan Paul. I mean, Seth Rollins had kind of telegraphed it by going on Pat McAfee's show and talking about how Logan Paul doesn't respect the business and doesn't respect what these guys go through and all of that. It gave us it gave us Austin Theory still as our U.S. champ. And the going rumor right now, Brian, is that it's going to be Theory and John Cena at WrestleMania. So, you know, I, I've said it multiple times on my feeling on, like, you know, superstars coming back and getting these types of mm-hmm. higher-profile matches. And, um, yeah, that's, like, that's not going to be anything that I'm going to concern myself with. I mean, people will pay to see John Cena, no doubt. That That is kind of a given. But, like... This is going to be what John Cena beats him and wins the title for what purpose? Okay, so well, John yeah, Cena but, loses again yes. for what purpose? Right? Like, there's no, there's no, there's no logic behind any of this. Yeah. So this is clearly, to me, would be a Vince move. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's absolutely no rhyme, no reason whatsoever for this. I mean, I'd be very curious, like, although it's not something I want to see because, Mm -hmm. again, it's happened multiple times, but who is Seth going to wrestle? You know what I'm saying? If I'm I'm higher up on the card, like a Seth Rollins or, you know, somebody like that, and, oh, you're going to bring in John Cena. Oh, oh, so, so I could have a title shot and maybe put on a good match with this kid, but you're going to bring in Cena, who hasn't even been here in, you know, by that time, I guess, several months. Oh, and he, oh, he gets, oh, he's getting the title shot. Oh, okay. You know, there comes a point in time where you have to reward the ones that are making you money. And, I mean, Seth is, I think, doing a pretty good job. Um, oh, Seth's out there doing the Lord's work right now. Yeah. Seth is delivering on it a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, like which, them stupid shoes? Oh, my God. The stomp he did with those <laughs> hilarious. <coughs> like but, uh, Super Mario squish of Koopa. <laughs> um. I mean, you, you really, you can't reward that guy. Yeah, again, you don't have to give him the title. But reward him with the title shot at WrestleMania. Right. He's one of the few bright spots you have. And what are we doing? Oh, no. Uh, I don't know where we're going to put Seth, right? Because we we have, what, a month or so to a month and a half to get to WrestleMania, whatever it is. And, man. This time, Seth's not really doing anything to even get on the card. Oh, we got him. We got him headed towards uh, Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Well, why couldn't we had Logan Paul beat Austin Theory? You know, at the Elimination Chamber and win the title, and then 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we're all solidly in the camp of, you know, no on, on Logan or on uh, uh, Austin Theory. Like, we're just not sold. Yeah. He sucks. Indeed. Let's welcome, uh, welcome Rob. He's joining us, uh, joining us now. What's up, man? What's happening, fellers? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Sorry. You're good. You're good. We we're just doing the uh, the breakdown of the elimination chamber, headed towards uh, headed towards our main event. Uh, we talked about uh, some of the the, the goof ups, the trip ups, the the missteps. Um, but there were actually some good parts of the uh, chamber match that actually seemed pretty cool. For example, uh, we had uh, Montez Ford just performing out of his mind, as always. This guy has big, big star potential. Um, and I feel like as long as he can stay healthy, he can literally write his own ticket. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great time. Um the one spot that I didn't like was where he climbed the top of the cage. You know, like I knew what he was doing, but like, yeah, it was that, oh, because you watched everybody else, like the camera angle was so horrible. Right. Because it just showed the wrestlers, they kept looking up to see if he was there. You know, like, that's that uh, Kevin Dunn magic in, uh, in action right there. Get the reaction shots. Look at all the guys just waiting. What are they going to do? We know exactly what he's going to do, stupid. Just let him do it. Yep. Kevin McDunn. Ugh. Kevin McDunn. It always floors me when people will take the time to start looking at, well, you know, he did something for, for Vinny. He did something for Vince. Nobody gives a damn. No fan gives two shits with... with Kevin Dunn did for Vince. And, and I don't, I, I'll die on that hill. Nobody cares. Just, is he good in the ring? Can we please put the wrestling on? That's all I care about. It, it's, it's nothing else. I don't well, need to know what Kevin Dunn does anymore. Well, I think the fans that even knew Kevin Dunn or cared are gone. I agree. And the ones that are still around that knew of him or what he could do are all like, all right, give it up. It's time it's, to go. He's one of those guys that would literally tell Vince, nah, this person's not good for TV. How many people do you think Kevin Dunn is responsible for just completely burying and destroying that we never saw again that actually were pretty good? I mean, that's the argument, you know? How many people he, are the ones he got right more than the ones he got wrong? Right. It's alarming. I mean, it really is just just to look at it. And and you, you have a good point on the uh, camera angle on that shot. It, it was a very cool move. And the timing of it wasn't done in a way where it was badly laid out. It's just we don't need to see five people standing around like zombies waiting for him to fall. What we need to see is his effort getting to the top. We should have mm -hmm. just focused on that and just and then did the drop. Yeah, the fans in the, in the audience are going to see that. OK, I get it. But. We're, in t we're watching on television. We're, we're right. watching this magic unfold. So give us magic. Don't give us, don't give us the man behind the curtain. Right. I totally agree. Like, you're right. If they would have done an angle with him climbing the cage, you know, with the commentators going, oh, my God, where is he going? What is he doing? 
and then boom. Right, right. Hey, you know, Brian, at least we didn't get uh, we didn't get Pat McAfee on commentary. So we did. have. <laughs> and I like McAfee. I think he's funny most of the time. But, yeah, that would have been bad last night. Saturday night. rather. Pat, Pat McAfee on commentary is bad any night. I don't know. I guess I guess most of the time I find him funny because he goes so far over the top. And it's literally like they just let somebody like they let one of us just sit down and, and do commentary is what I think of. Like, he just has a blast. What I think, what I thought of during the Rumble was the fact that, you know, that guy that everybody wants to be friends with, the cool guy that everybody wants to be friends with, but the cool guy is, like, literally making fun of you to your face. Right. And you're like, (laughs) you know, that's what I, that's the vibe I kept getting from Pat McAfee. He's like, I'm going to come in here and make some money, make fun of these people, and then go off and do what I want. Right. So now we get to our main event. We get to Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns for the undisputed universal galactic intergalactic championship of the world. Uh, okay, cool. We've got the build. You know, fans are ready. Fans are clamoring. They're ready to see something, something magic happen. Again, going back to that show me the magic, right? We get a great matchup. We get a great bunch of moves that that give you reason to believe, man, this could actually happen. This could really happen here. The crowd is electric. I mean, they're saying F you, Roman. They're chanting, let's go, Sammy. They're doing the Olay chants. I mean, it was – that's the loudest sustained pop for a a person when Sammy Zayn came out that I, I, I can't remember the last time it was that loud. It was extreme. Really huge loud. And it really, what it told me was like, you have an opportunity here. Now, granted, I understand <clears throat> going into this main event, you still have a plan with Cody and Roman. That's the plan. And I get it. Everybody gets that that's the goddamn plan. We all know. Here's the thing. Sami Zayn right now is almost on the level, almost on that level where Brian Danielson was. And if you're not careful, because every single interaction he's had so far with Cody has benefited both guys. But now, because of what you decide to do at the end of this match, you run the risk of having that moment get overshadowed by people that want to see Sammy beat Roman Reigns. So, uh, unfortunately, Fortunately, I think for Cody, is last Monday did that man no favor. Really? You feel that it didn't do him any favors? Okay. No, no, no. Because what you did. So who's got the hot hand right now? Cody or Sammy? Between the two, it's got to be Sammy. Right. So if Sammy's got the hot hand. Now, can you bring me some of that? Why would you then go out there? And put Cody in the ring with Sammy because I listen. I saw that. I saw that the the promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the crowd chanting for? Oh, they were firmly, firmly behind behind Sammy. Yes, and that's where you screwed up, right? So 
you know, again, ah, you screwed the pooch on that one because you took who you thought was going to be the big baby face mm-hmm. and you just showed them to the even bigger baby face. And unfortunately, I think poor Cody is not only going to be overshadowed, but is probably going to become, or I say it, the bad guy in all this. Because that crowd loves them some Sammy. And they don't feel like it's finished. Right. They right. haven't gotten the payoff that they want. And I agree with Brian. I mean, this is the result of a year in advance booking. You know, like, they have it so regimented that they can't fly. Like, they could, but they don't. You know? I mean, what I would have done is, you know, like like everybody hoped at least one of those belts would have been on Sammy. Right. You know, they could have come up with something like, oh, Sammy, it wasn't for both. It was for this one. So you did win, you know. But here we are. The Sammy series isn't finished yet, and now we're wh- how close to WrestleMania? And and it gets it gets better, you know. With with what we had been hearing and seeing, we know that there was the rumored plan of Sammy and KO against the Usos for the titles for the tag titles at Mania. That's supposedly the plan, and based off what we've seen so far tonight, that's probably where they're headed. So okay, we're gonna get. Sammy and KO against the Usos. All right, so what does that mean, right? We're going to get the obvious, what we should have gotten, is the obvious Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso come down to the ring, screw Sammy out of the win, yada, yada, KO makes the save. What did we get? We definitely didn't get that. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. Jimmy Uso hits the ring. We start to get to what I think is going to be the finish. Jey Uso comes down and, and doesn't, doesn't really make the save. No, Jey Uso just just fucking stands there. Doesn't move an inch. Just stands there. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't do anything. And it gets worse. It, 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 it gets to a point where Sammy accidentally spears. Now we've got, we're all on the corner of it's Sammy's friend, Jay. So Sammy spears his friend out of the ring, which causes the finish. In the most like so who does he history so sister kind of win. So he spears Jay again? So basically he goes for the spear. Roman ducks out of the way. Jay's standing behind Roman. So Jay catches the spear and goes out of the ring. Again. again. Or are you talking about the other night? I'm talking about Saturday night. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. I got confused. So okay. Sammy doesn't win. All right, well. Obviously, something's got to happen here, right? It's got to be. There's got to be more to this. Got to finish and deliver on this, right? No. Not only do we not deliver, KO comes down to make the save because they start to beat up on Sammy, and we're now it's right. We're gonna get the reconcile, right? We're gonna see the two the two best friends hug, and it's okay that this is predictable, by the way. It's okay that it would have been predictable. 
but they don't even do that. No, instead, instead, KO does come out and make the save, but he's basically like, eh, F you, and walks away. Really? So, not only did you neuter an entire storyline with Sammy by not delivering on a finish, both good or bad, not only did you neuter a plan for KO and Sammy to face the Usos, because now, who's going to give a damn about Jimmy and Jay defending the tag titles when Jay doesn't even want to be there? You literally just made it like Jay doesn't want to do anything and Jay doesn't want to be there. Oh, and oh, by the way, to Brian's point, now you've also successfully neutered Cody Rhodes' plan because you didn't want to take a chance. Well, no, I, so I don't think I don't think you you've like neutered his plans. I just think that you just you basically knocked his ass right off the pecking order. Yeah. Like, I mean, does he is the crowd behind Cody? Yeah, solidly. solidly yeah. Yes. I mean, think about it. The last few weeks outside of the Sammy promo, you've had the old. You know, you're you you weren't your dad's favorite son promo. Great you know, one, yeah. by the way. Great promo. Yeah, but you know, again, it's a tried and true method on getting the crowd to sympathize for you, get get them in your corner, I guess. Sure. But again, the whole time you have been running the storyline that you should have been. Like you should have seen come to fruition, and you just screwed the pooch because basically, with you not giving Sammy the the rub, the nod, the win, whatever, poor Cody. Every time he's in the ring, they're gonna be chanting for Sammy. And, and this is where it really irritates the shit out of me. I'm not saying that Sammy had to win. I'm not. Would it have been awesome? Absolutely. But he could have also won by DQ. He could have won by countout. Could have given him the whole Lex Luger vibe where you give him that the moral victory or whatever the hell it's called. You know? What you did there was you basically showed the entire world. And, and yes, Triple H, five minutes, a bad five minutes of any part of your show, you're absolutely goddamn right. You're never going to hear the end of it. And for good reason. Because that five minutes, that five minutes delivers on storylines you've been building for over a year. 900 days, if we're going to be exact. So, yeah, you're damn right that five minutes is going to suck balls and everybody's going to let you know about it. So what do we get? We got your absolute blatant inability to deliver on a storyline. And you can't tell me anything different. I don't give a damn if Sammy wins the title. I give a damn that you take an action, to take a step. All you have to do there is say, to Brian's point, Sammy won by DQ or count out, and now he's got a reason to push forward. You've given him something, but now because you've given him nothing, I'm supposed to buy in and say that Sammy's going to fight from the underground to, from the from the underdog position again to go after the tag titles. Oh, by the way, KO stretches it another week this this uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw as he basically says. Hey, if you need a partner to go stick it to the bloodline, go get your buddy Jay. I've seen I've seen on social media said that Jay Uso is the story. It, it starts and ends. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't do it for me. 
what they've done, what they've done is they've thrown Cody. They've done to Cody what they did to Daniel Bryan when they threw him out at number 15 in the Rumble. Yes. You built all this shit up and now you've thrown him out. What they've done to Daniel, what they've done to, to Sammy is when, and what this is reeking of is when you had, finally you were going to have Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Right? You're going to have Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania. And then what they give us? Ric Flair versus Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan versus goddamn Sid Justice. And this is what it's thinking up. You're going to have, you couldn't give Sammy a title or like you said, the emotional victory, the moral victory, whatever. And so now you're supposed to, you're, you're, you're expecting your fans to give a shit about him winning a tag title? With a person that he literally beat the holy hell out out of for the last month, two months. How many times did he turn on Kevin Owens? In the you know like, and then Cody, like you said, Cody. If Cody gets the victory, you know at WrestleMania, people are gonna be like, "Yay!" But at the end, they're gonna go, "It should have been Sammy." Now, there is a saving grace to this. There is a way to turn this around. You can still get everything you want out of this storyline. The, the, the hope is not lost. But it's going to take a, a, a real ballsy call. And here's what you do. This is my thought on it. Here's what you do. You go into WrestleMania, and you have Sammy and KO challenge for the tag titles. And they lose. They don't get it done because KO... And Sammy can't communicate. It's a botch. Somehow they lose. They don't win the titles. And everybody is now pissed heading into the main event. Roman and Cody. Finally, Cody's going to finish the story. And he does. Cody wins the championship. And he finishes the story. Next night on Monday Night Raw, Cody basically cuts the promo of the reign of terror is over. No. More like it's under new management. And Cody embraces a heel turn right away. And we go to SummerSlam with, with Sammy and Cody. Nope. Nope. Sammy and Cody are not best. Are not what? They're not bested as, as like, in a storyline. Okay. How long is the has Sammy been with the bloodline? Six months. You sure it's not longer? Uh, I mean, for the for the amount of time that the storyline had run, I want to say it's six months, but I, I might be off by a month here or there. So you, like, legit have been running the best storyline you've had in God knows how many years. Yep. Right? And again, you screwed the opportunity to do it right. Mm-hmm. And then now the consolation prize is Cody. But people don't want to see Sammy and Cody. No, no. People want to see Sammy and and Roman. Yes. So you you can turn Cody bad all you want. It's going to happen eventually anyway because of Sammy. 
Right. Because that's that's how much heat he has. I mean, the kid's nuclear right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I think we can all agree on that. And that being the case. It'll happen organically, so you don't need to have Cody, you know, oh, no, you know, I'm the I'm the bad guy now. Oh, no, it's going to happen eventually. Anyway. But, again, I don't want to see Sammy and Cody. Mm-hmm. I want to see Sammy and Roman for the title. Let me ask you a question. You go into Mania now. You're we're what four weeks, five weeks away from Mania. Would you have Cody lose and then push it even further down the road to say SummerSlam and have Sammy win it then? Listen, if they were smart, they'd have Sammy beat him on Raw or SmackDown. Oh, okay. For one, just like Rob said, for one of the titles, doesn't have to be for both, right? But this, the, this type of storyline does not happen often. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Very true. I mean, this is one of these rare occasions that something came out of nowhere and (laughs) it's the biggest thing you got. It feels like with this storyline, literally you could you could have another WrestleMania 30 kind of moment. And honestly, I've seen what people have said as far as, you know, having Sammy beat Roman first would diminish the title victory for Cody. Well, the story's never been about Cody winning both titles. The story has always been about winning the title his father couldn't win. So how does that diminish that story? I don't understand that. If Sammy beats Roman because of, we'll just say, all kinds of shenanigans, right? And maybe KO finally comes to his aid and they you know reunite. That's a... That's a Mick Foley moment. You know what I mean? World title victory. Like, that is huge. And there's absolutely nothing that says that Sammy can't defend at WrestleMania and have just as big of a, a moment. That, not that, you know, we want to give a whole lot of credit to Benoit, but Benoit and Guerrero had it at WrestleMania 20. Well, and that's what, like, I like what Brian was saying. You know, like, which title did Roman not originally have? The WWE title, yeah. Okay. 
So then he wrestles for one and like Cody wants to be the WWE champion. Right. All right. So have him have him drop the universal title to to you know and then what happens is Kevin helps Sammy win. Right? Or Jay helps Sammy win. And then you have Jay versus Sammy at WrestleMania. You know That's an interesting dynamic. I kinda like that. Um and then night two is you know what? Yeah, I'm still the head of the table. I had to reorganize or whatever. I mean, the way they've iron-proofed Roman right now, there's like he they could spin it. Paul Heyman is a genius at that, you know. Because I think if if there's no payoff, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a whole different generation of fan these days. We're not the ones like oh darn. You know, but I agree with you all. It's not, it's never been like Cody's never been like, oh, I want both belts. We've all known that they're going to break the belts up eventually somehow. You know, even the Usos tag titles, they're going to break up eventually. So it's just, I agree with Brian on the fact that if they're going to do something, they need to do it before Mania. Mm-hmm. And not SummerSlam because I think Sammy still has it. Even after losing, he still has that allure behind him. That behind him. So, like, I mean, they've pulled pay per views out of their ass before. You know, have a Tuesday in Texas. I don't care shit. You know, like right, right. Yeah. Well, it's not like they don't have the the schedule for it. A Wednesday Damn. in a Wednesday in Winnipeg. See, oh my God, that'd be kind of neat. Wednesday in Winnipeg, I like that. That works. You know, like, Canadian fans right now are screaming their praises for her. Well done. You know, I mean, it's just, I you knew for a fact that they were not going to give Sammy the win in his hometown. It wasn't going to happen. When have they ever done that? You know. I think that's what that's what irritates me so much is because you had an opportunity with this. And again, I'm not talking about it had to be Sammy winning. It, it could have been. And that would have been cool. But you have to actually do something. Literally anything would have been better than this, you know, farting on a snare drum kind of thing that you just did in front of the entire world. And and I don't know. I mean, part of me does does kind of agree with you guys that that this ultimately hurts Cody's storyline, and maybe this does overshadow because now you're forced in a position where everybody wants to see Sammy, and when you finally do win your title, because that's they're probably still going to go that direction, it's going to not go over as well, and you're going to ultimately suffer for it and force yourself in a position where, booking wise, people are going to see this coming even worse, and no one's going to care. Well, it's like when they finally put the title on Drew McIntyre, right? Right. And they finally gave Drew McIntyre the title. Unfortunately, it was during COVID at the height of everything. Yeah. And the reaction was, everybody's like, oh, whoopee shit. You know? But you didn't do didn't do him any favors for the next two years when he had to, they bitched him out to Roman how many times? 
And so it's just, it's something's got to, something's got to, they've got to do something. But again, I also don't think that WWE was expecting it to come as nuclear as it did. This is Rusev Day all over again. Like, they didn't expect Rusev Day to become big. They didn't expect Sammy wanting to be part of the bloodline to become big. Yeah, they've publicly stated that many times. I mean, basically, Sammy was a, a guest spot on their segments. He, They knew that that was what it was. It was just going to be for a short amount of time. And the next thing you know, everybody takes to Sammy Zayn. Everybody wants to see Sammy, and it's... It's great for Sammy. I'm happy for him, but at the same time, it's like you're you're screwing this guy by not giving him something, and and, and it's just it floors me. Even and it's actually kind of sad that it still floors me when they make these kind of goofball decisions. And the reality is, when we start looking at it for really what it is, it's just it, it's because it doesn't make sense. It almost hurts your brain. It's like make it make sense. Find me the logic, and that's like that's like trying to find a needle in the haystack at this point. Overall, I still say that the event itself was actually a pretty good show. Um, yeah, they've got some glaring issues and some room to really, really complain and shout at the heavens, so to speak. But overall, I thought the pay-per-view was pretty solid. I mean, there was, excuse me, the premium live event. Pardon me. Uh, was was solid. I didn't like the Brock delivery at all. I thought that was just stupid. Made zero sense. And we're probably going to see it at Mania again. Nobody cares. Maybe we get maybe we get Sheamus against uh, Gunther again though. That could be good. I'll take that again. You know, what uh, we won't have is whoever that really bad country artist was at the Royal uh, Hardy. You know he's on he, he's on the soundtrack. For uh, 2K23. Thank God they have the option to turn that soundtrack off. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, grade A through F, pay-per-view, Elimination Chamber. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I'd say a, probably a B, solid B. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Rob, what do you think, buddy? I was going to go with taking my emotions out of it. Um, <laughs> he got quiet there for a second. I was like, damn, he's is not going to grade it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a B minus. Okay. Okay. B. Yeah. And, and I'm with you guys. I think, I think a B, B plus maybe solid, solid show as far as the wrestling was concerned. But, uh, you know, the, the, bullshit finish of Sammy was just lit. And I know that somebody's going to go out there, and, and I always love when, when you see these takes on Twitter and stuff. Somebody's going to be like, uh, you know, they got you. Let it play out. Nah, fuck that. Do you have any idea how old I am? 44 years old, damn it. I don't have time for this. So let it play out. Just get to it. Quit screwing around. Do it right. Trump the old wrestling family. Well, what are you supposed to let play out? Whatever the, whatever the hell the story is supposed to be, and that's like the question: What is the main story now? Is it supposed to be Cody? 
Oh yeah. I mean, it's going to be Cody. So, and again, which, which is what you probably had planned when he signed. Right? And and I like that. I want to see Cody win the title. I'm in favor of that, but I don't feel like this. What the hell? What? What is that music? Uh, don't worry about it. Keep going. We're going to get demonetized. We make a force. Anyway, <laughs> um, what exactly are they going to do here? Because what I, I still feel like they just they cut the ground out from under them. Because, yeah, there's been some great promos, and there probably will still be building up to this matchup. But I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like the crowd is going to be like, ah, we, we like Cody, but we want Sammy. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. And he's going to be stuck because he's going to have to turn. He's going to have to do different things, and it's going to come off awkward. And we're going to be like, ah, this sucks. And Taylor Farewell, his, his four-week reign will be over. <laughs> I don't know. He may not have to turn because this is the WWE. And for all we know, you know, Sammy's storyline, good or bad, has run its course. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just not concerned that, you know, Sammy is the hottest ticket they have right now. You know, because Lord knows we've seen the WWE do that on multiple occasions. And they could very well just be like, nah, we're sticking with the plan because we know better. It's going to be Cody. So this challenge is actually pretty easy, although it is um, easy That's the WWE for you folks. Well, I mean, and you could almost say that Sammy's win, like you said, like it doesn't have to be a belt. Like maybe Sammy's win is the fact that he's going to dismantle the bloodline. Right. You know, oh, Roman, you're all by yourself now. You know, maybe Sammy doesn't get another chance to fight Roman until after whatever. But maybe he just plays those games with him so that he can't totally focus on Cody. You know, where he's got Cody prepping for him, but then Sammy's over here taking out Jay, taking out Polly. You know, like, so when Roman gets to WrestleMania... He ain't got nobody. And then and Sammy could spin it that way. Like, yeah, I didn't win the belt. I didn't win the match. But you know what? I'm going to win this because who you got now? I did ask the question on, on the uh, group chat, and I felt like this could have been a, an interesting way to go. Literally, you could have had, had a couple different scenarios where this, this storyline – could continue rolling and you could continue the, you know, Roman is the conquering bad guy by just doing basically like a Rocky four where you don't, obviously you don't kill Sammy, but you beat him within an inch of his life to the point where Cody had to come out and make the save. You could have literally did that and made it seem, of course the fans are going to be even more sympathetic to, you know, Sammy because of him getting beat down again and now them showing that literally Roman is a madman kind of thing. But at the same time, it gives it gives credibility towards they can work together. Now, granted, I don't know that how long that would last. It, it seems like a Band-Aid more than anything else. But I would have even bought into that. Even a little, maybe a little bit. 
it's funny when I typed it, it sounded a lot better. I'll be honest. Saying it out loud, I'm like, eh, okay, maybe not so much. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead and say Roman hurts you and you'll be fine. He did. He hurt me. Curse you, Roman Reigns! <clears throat> Sorry. I'll be all right. So, when I looked at uh, when I looked at Elimination Chamber and kind of looked at just how everything went overall, I felt like, you know, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. It was a little... I was still kind of wanting some 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 good solid wrestling though. I wanted to see some some good stuff, and so we actually got that in the form of Battle in the Valley. Believe it or not, CM Punk was in attendance attendance for uh, for this event, and he would be there to witness the matchup between Kyrie Sane or Kyrie Hojo. I think she's just going by Kyrie now. Um, between Kyrie and Mercedes Monet. Formerly known as Sasha Banks. This was a, a solid three-hour show. It took place uh, last night. Brian, tell us about Battle in the Valley. Yeah. No, why don't, why don't you tell us about it? You know I hate when you do that. You're killing me right now. What you got? You got something else to do right now? Did you, you, not, did you not watch it? Oh, I watched it. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, honestly, I'm I'm not caught up on it. That's that's why I tossed it to you so that you can speak oh, well, about it a little. So, bit. I mean, the bad part is, you know, the bad part is, uh, you know, you had two pay per views going on at the same time. So, um, I managed to catch uh, a lot of it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning part, I didn't, I didn't catch all of it. So I think I picked up, it was the first match I saw. Um, um, crap. I can't remember the first one. Um, I don't know. So anyway, we'll just start with Mercedes and... (laughs) I think that might just very well be easiest. Um, so yeah, so I love the uh, love the entrance, the the look, her costume, mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes costume. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and of course, I enjoyed Kyrie. Uh, have ever since the first time I saw her, although I'm not quite sure on the crazy captain thing but um it is what it is right um it was better than i was anticipating mm-hmm. um and just because um you know i just i wasn't sure i didn't know how it was gonna play out um well, you're not alone there. Um, I was reading a report that there were actually concerns about attendance at first because they didn't know how well it was going to deliver. This was before they had uh, confirmed that Monet was going to be debuting. So they booked a venue that was relatively small, seated uh, about 300. And then it turns out that Monet is confirmed, 
and they end up turning it into a sellout. Uh, there were more than 300 people there. So, um, that, I mean, that looked like a decent mid-sized one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a different, it's a different style for her. Um, so I was, I was, you know, just kind of leery how it was going to turn out. Cause you just never know, right? Not everybody can, um, do strong style, Japanese style, but I enjoyed it. I won't say it was her best outing, but I enjoyed it. Uh, which is what I was looking for overall for her. I, you know, I, she didn't have to hit a home run for me, but it at least had to be enjoyable. Um, and I think it was that. There ain't no, shouldn't be no shame in the game for her. Um, um, I, I don't know who her next opponent is, but um, I think Bailey was there too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Bailey was confirmed in attendance. Yep, something tells me that girl once her contracts up is going to Japan also. Well, I mean, what what we saw here, and a lot of this hinged on the ability for. Um, for the women in WWE to see that you can indeed transition out and become successful because let's face it, Ruby Soho is kind of doing, kind of doing the same thing she was doing in WWE. Tony storm, same difference. You know, she was starting to get a push before she left and then everything kind of fell apart. Um, Soraya, we haven't really seen her develop anything yet. So there's not exactly a lot of proof that you can transition out as a woman in a in WWE. That is, and be successful. So I think, if anything, Mercedes Monet really showed that that you can be and that you are. Well, I mean, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to take anything away, but I think it was probably a gimme that she would win that title, mm-hmm. um, whether she won it Saturday night or the next time they fought, you know, on the next show. She was going to get that title because – while uh, Kyrie Shane is a um, big name worldwide, so is Mercedes. And I dare right. say Mercedes might be a tad bit more, like, bigger name. And for that, you know, uh, that title hasn't been around long at all. So, I mean, how long has Kyrie had it? Kyrie was their first women's champion. Yeah, and you had a tournament to crown the champ, mm-hmm. um, and that was only four months ago, something like that, three yeah. or four months ago. So, again, so it's not like it's been around uh, a long, long time, and something tells me, too, that it's going to be defended over here in the States. Mm-hmm. And while, uh, you know, you may have a certain audience that, will not recognize Mercedes Monet, they're going to recognize the face of Sasha Banks. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I again, I enjoyed it. I thought she did good for uh, her first attempt that I've seen of that style. And 
I would imagine she will take that title to, um, you know, a different place and um, she'll become a bigger, you know, a face for it, and, uh, which is what New Japan will need with it. Yeah, you need you need a franchise player, so to speak. And I think she's going to deliver that for New Japan. They've got to be incredibly happy with uh, the appeal. The merchandise stands were basically sold out um, throughout the entirety of the night. There were pictures all over social media showing fans line up, lined up long after the show was done, trying to get their last glimpse of any merchandise that was available. Um, so clearly, this was a, a huge success in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I mean... This is that's what New Japan needs is, you know, if they're branching out to become, you know, want to become a bigger uh, global force, then they're going to need something like that. Let's see other matches on the card. We had uh, Alex Alex Coughlin defeating J.R. Kratos. David Finley beats Bobby Fish. Kushida Volador Jr. Kevin Knight. And the DKC defe- defeated Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, Alec- Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero. And the match that uh, people are talking about, uh, mainly based off of who was in attendance, Kenta defeated Fred Rosser, formerly known as Darren Young, the strong- for the Strong Openweight Championship. The reason I say that it uh, got a lot of people's attention was because he won the match using the GTS. Mocking CM Punk in the process. Well, I mean, think about it. We didn't get it at uh, last year's Forbidden Door in Chicago. Right. Uh, They've already said there's probably going to be Forbidden Door number two. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think Punk is, once he heals up, is on the way back. And... What better way to headline Forbidden Door 2? Oof. Kenta and CM Punk. I'm in. I'm in for that. Hopefully CM Punk can stay healthy and come back and have a good solid run. I feel like, you know, I'm a big proponent of being able to go out on your own terms. And I'd love to be able to see him finish his run in a positive way. Well, I mean, when was uh, June, July, I think? Um. Last year, or was it August? Uh, August, I think. Mm, I don't remember, but... Are you talking I mean, about his injury, or are you talking about Forbidden Door? No, no, Forbidden Door. Oh, June. Okay, so June. But again, he was hurt for that, so that's why he didn't participate. So, we're almost at March. June is not too far around the corner. Right. It would not be crazy if they go back to Chicago, right? Kenta can talk all the smack he wants. And we get to Chicago. Kenta makes short work of somebody, grabs the mic, starts running down Chicago. Cult of personality hits. Cats and dogs living together. You know, mass hysteria. And that place once again goes ballistic. 
the I mean, I dare say the wrestling world would probably like sit up and be like, oh shit, we're gonna get this. Dude, I, I gotta tell you, there's few events like that 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 happen anymore that are just that cool. That would that would be huge. I mean, again, it's he's he's been on the shelf for several months. We ain't, we don't have to rush to bring him back. Let's you know, let's keep everybody speculating. Is he? Isn't he? You know, are are they going to keep him under contract? What are they doing? He can keep throwing hints and. Kinsley can keep talking smack, and you you don't even book the match. You just let it happen. Have Kinsley run down Chicago and their fans, and let it hit. Give it. Give Chicago a moment. See him punk a moment. You know, you know as well as I do. If you didn't get the pay per view, and as soon as the Twitterverse explodes, oh shit! See him punk is back taking on Kenta. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people going up. Oh, here's my money. Take my money. I need to start watching this pay-per-view. Admit it. You, you'd go back for uh, Forbidden Door 2 if that was on the card. Uh, so I would go back for Forbidden Door 2 had I not already planned a trip to Dollywood or whatever, Gatlinburg in Tennessee. Because listen, listen, listen. The, last year, at the end of the year, my wife, my daughter, me, we all put in destinations. You know, you uh, everybody got to pick two where we're going to take, uh, you know, vacation this year. Mm-hmm. And I just heard a little rumblings or might be forbidden or two. So mine was going to be Chicago. And... Somehow or another, I went. I wound up winning the pick, and it was going to be Chicago. But the look on my wife when she didn't get the Tennessee visit, I said, "Nope, we we need to do the right thing this year." She wants to go, so we're going to take her to Tennessee. That, so, that's, so that means a guy's trip to Chicago. If you if it's announced and you you book the hotel, you book the. Um, whatever else, I'm down for it because we can do just a, a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like we did. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's it's an hour plane ride, or hour and a half, whatever it is. I think it's about an hour, honestly. By the time uh, the plane gets up, it's time for it to come down. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, it's going up and coming right down. Um Spend more time in security and on the runway. Yeah. Uh, I would not be out of the realm of possibility to, for me to pull that off. The, um, the, the plane ticket was not bad. Splitting a hotel room three ways would not be bad. Um, so really, your big expense is going to be your plane ticket. Uh, we stayed at a hotel probably less than a mile from the stadium <laughs> we walked and so we didn't didn't have to fork out no money for any of that stuff and um i'm down but at the end of the day i'm not going to be the one that can book it 
somebody else wants to book it, I'll drop and pay my share. Because my wife will probably kill me. <laughs> if it's your idea. <laughs> yeah, if it's my idea, she's going to kill me. But if you're just going along with one of my hair braids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honey, I got to go because Rob's, Rob's committed and Rob, you know, I can't let him go by himself. Yeah, I mean, to quote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, first you're going to shit and then she's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. Yeah, so. But, you know, again, if I miss this one, I'll miss this one, but um, that was one of the reasons I went last time. I wanted, I had not seen CM Punk in forever. I've never seen CM Punk in Chicago. I wanted to see CM Punk in Chicago, and I wanted to see this fucking pay-per-view, and I'll do it again if, you know, when the time's right. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this time we finally get Okada in a match, like legitimately in a singles match, not a four-way. Yeah, but still, you know, I, I, I can, I can live with that for now. I would, I would ultimately love to see Okada versus Omega. Um, Dude, that'd be cool. Yeah, I would love to see one of those, but if I can't have that, I'll just take seeing Okada in a match to begin with. Because, I mean, there, there were only a few times that the crowd really went um, crazy. And, and you understand, like, how much of an international superstar Okada is. And when his music hit, I mean, the place just went nuts, you know. And I would love to see Okada versus Omega one day. Well, getting back into the uh, Battle in the Valley card, we had Motor City Machine Guns defeating the West Coast Wrecking Crew to successfully retain the strong openweight tag team championship. In a match where the loser leaves New Japan, Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White. And it wasn't necessarily this match itself that was a surprise. It was more along the lines of what happens after the fact as David Finley hits the ring after the fact and just smashes Jay White over the head with a uh, club, a shillelagh, I think is what they called it. A um, shillelagh. And the camera work on this was tremendous because literally it just looks like he killed Jay White. with it. Just clobbered him. And now Jay White effectively is gone from New Japan and there's rumbling all over the place that Jay White could turn up in WWE. But you know what? He had a really, really solid cameo appearance in AEW. I mean, I thought he did really well. I'm Tony Khan. I'm I'm on the phone. I'm getting him in there. Well, so, I mean, again, this is your biggest... Well, let me back that up. According to the dirt sheets out of the WWE camp, he is your second biggest free agent. But for those that are uninitiated, this is the biggest free agent on the market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they put out a report that, oh, there's somebody bigger. Triple H, there's somebody, he's eyeballing somebody bigger 
than Jay White. And who's that? There is nobody bigger than Jay White. Like free agent was? Yes. There is no free agent bigger than Jay White right now. Jay White back- is the free agent, period. Like, I, I can't yes. think of any, anybody else. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like, my only problem with this, and, I, I, you know, again, he goes WWE, great. I'm starting to watch it again. So he would definitely make me want to watch it. Right. He goes to AEW even better because there's no question I'll be watching AEW. Right. Right. However, comma, once again, we are now falling into the same pattern that we have fallen into since the 90s. Two companies, two bloated-ass rosters, the biggest free agent on the planet right now. One of the two is going to get him in the bidding war, but no matter what company he goes to, he will probably get lost in the shuffle with the exception of AEW. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do him right, but I think he will at least be put on TV and they'll know what to do with him. Whereas WWE, he may very well come in a big name, but then turn out to be Karrion Cross. And oh, here God. we are. Six, <laughs> oh, no. You know, no. Six months later, and oh, um, yeah, I'm putting out tweets because I'm frustrated because they don't know what to do with me. Oh, if you want to know a guy that would uh, be vocal about not getting used, uh, Jay White will be very, very vocal if you don't use him. Yeah, but but either way, though, he's going to get locked into a contract. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I would be more leery of the WWE right now because, again, they're signing these free agents. That roster's yeah. just as bloated as it was, um, you know, some time ago. And there's reports that Triple H has already come out and said, no, we're doing it to keep them off the other show. Right. Well, that's the same mentality Vince had, and look where it got him. One good storyline, and AEW's going to like be on par with Raw. Because they're teetering, they're still teetering around one million. Mm-hmm. If they strike gold on one storyline, another half a million is not far off. Right. And that puts them on Raw's level. So you keep buying these people that aren't being used, and Jay White will be another one. I'm telling you, he'll be another one. So he's going to probably have one good run. Right, he'll show up at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He'll jump Cody. There'll be a you know two, three month little feud. Boom, out the main event picture, heading to the back of the line. They don't know what to do with this guy. Right. I mean, this guy is would be on par of Shawn Michaels going to WCW when Shawn Michaels was at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Poor Eric Bischoff would be like, you know, Sean, um, you're NWO. 
You're in W.O. for life. Put on the black and white. Right? And so what does Sean do? Sean now plays second fiddle to Hogan, to Nash, to Hall, to X-Pac, you know, right on down the line. You know, Sean comes in the hottest free agent. No, no, black and white, NWO, and oh, by the way, Sean, you're never going to sniff the title. You're there to make sure Hogan keeps it. Right. Not only that, you're going to put over Hogan. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Every time, yeah. 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 And you know Bischoff would have did it because Bischoff was just firmly – Whatever Hogan says, brother. Oh, yeah, there, there's no doubt. Like, he, Michaels would have come in like a hot potato. He'd have probably had one good shot at Hogan. Hogan would have flexed his muscles, beaten Michaels, and the next thing you know, on, like the very next night on Nitro, Hogan would wave to the back, or, you know, here would come Michaels running down to make the save, and he'd super kick Sting. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, he's NWO. And right? here's the thing: Michaels doesn't get the benefit of winning the title like Bret Hart did. And here's why: Bret Hart wins that title because Owen dies. I hate to say it, and I know that's a mean thing to say. The reality is, when Owen Hart dies in late '98, we get to 1999. Excuse me, late '99. I'm sorry. Um, and they've got no choice but Bret's the most popular guy they have right now. And they have to do something. So they put the title on Brett. Now, granted, Brett does get another run at it. But by this point, Brett is, he's banged up. He's not quite as badly hurt as he was with Goldberg, but he's getting there. He's banged up. Hogan is still pulling strings in the back. You've got the chaos of Vince Russo. There's no way Shawn Michaels would have been able to outlast that. And I, I'm, I am the biggest Shawn Michaels fan I know. But he would have never, he would have never had that success. And it's crazy mm-hmm. to even call that part of Brett's career a success. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, here's what the WWE does with Jay White, right? So he leaves New Japan as the quote-unquote de facto leader of Bullet Club, mm-hmm. right? He's the face of your Bullet Club right now, right? or was anyway. Well, doggone it, don't we have three members of that very same faction just sitting around not doing anything. Right. And one of them just happens to be injured. But, God, I'm paying a lot of money to, for these other two guys to to fight on main event <laughs> or whatever yeah. you know, show they might have, right? So here's what happens. WrestleMania, Jay White shows up. Beach down Cody, feuds happens, and Jay White forms, you know, or, or jumps in the club. <laughs> three he months later, seen. yeah, three <laughs> months later, well, AJ Styles and Jay White aren't big enough, you know, to be in the same club together. So Jay White and and the and the uh, what do you call them guys? Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> who are those guys? Yeah, who are those I'm guys? I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> but they turn on they turn on AJ, right? Yeah. So three months down the line, we've gone from Jay White jumping uh Cody Rhodes getting a title shot to now he's feuding with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And he never sniffs that world title ever again. And that's a shame. It's an obstacle shame. 
It gets no, to the point where if you're a free agent right now, maybe it's wiser just to sign a year at a time. Uh, so I'm I I think I would take a page out of some of the people from AEW. Oh, I will sign with your company, but I'm going to have dates. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have dates that I go do whatever the hell I want, wherever the hell I want, and don't worry, you know. I'm not going to wear, be wearing your your clothes, your your logos, you know, none I of that I won't dump your title in the trash. Yeah, I'm not yeah, dumping exactly. your title in the trash. You can hold on to it while I'm away at the excursion or whatever. You know, I, that to me, that would be smarter. I mean, you know, the rumors FTR might go back to the WWE. Well, once again, now we're at a bloated roster. And y'all got screwed the first time. What do you think is going to happen to you the second time? I, 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 you know, there is talk that they're going to do a, take a year and just run the indies. That might be the smartest thing you can do right now for anybody is just to go wherever you want, whenever you want, wrestle on whatever program you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, just, you, you just wrestle. It, right. And look at what Matt Cardona has done. I mean, Matt Cardona has done basically what Cody did, not at the level Cody did it, but, I mean, the man is constantly reinventing himself on different, you know, he he does all things. Like, he's at a he's at small little indie circuits, but then he's at those, those feeder systems, you know? Like, I know he just fought, what is it, Cyrus for the NWA title again? Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point with both, but both people, both companies kind of having their people, mm-hmm. I would be very leery to sign an exclusive deal with anybody right now. Mm-hmm. So is Cardona, like is Cardona signed to the WWE? No, no, no. He's still, so that w- was that like a, just a one-off or something? Like Chelsea Green, his wife is signed with WWE. Yeah, but, but Matt Cardona is still a free agent. Yeah, oh. I thought he got signed for some reason. So he there was, was a, leading up to it. He was joking with everybody for weeks. Kept posting yeah. pictures of himself as Zack Ryder, and going to the pack, going to the extent of he's actually trademarked the name Zack Ryder. Yeah, mm. and he's even he's even tried to, um, he's even leaked out to the to the media to try to make it seem as if he had signed. Well, but I mean that to me, Cardona is doing it right right now. Yeah, right. He is all over the place. He is a bigger star now than he was as Zack Ryder. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. People love Zack Ryder because you know there's one thing about wrestling fans. Wrestling fans will pick up on the fact that you're a good wrestler mm-hmm. or you're entertaining, and they don't care what uh, the higher ups say. You know what then I'm when saying? you collect wrestling figures, you're even better. Exactly. My <laughs> God. Like, you collect toys, you're awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, that's what that's what I mean. People should take a page out of his book, right? He's making money. He's all over the place. He's one of the the biggest, you know, free agents out there on the market. Yep. And he's doing saw- it. He's enjoying what he's doing. I just saw where he and Chelsea posted that after like 
what, five years of looking for houses, they finally just, they, they were going to build their own. So apparently, you know, life is good. If he can afford to, you know, in the Florida market, you know, apparently he's not worried about, oh my God, where's my next paycheck coming from? But I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with Brian on the fact that you got to think like how many people WWE's brought back and they haven't used. How many people does AEW have that they don't use? You know? And I'm not saying don't use. I'm just saying using, like, main event storylines. And someone like Jay White would have to be main event. So, um, looks like they're going to break up the Alpha Academy. Oh, my God, really? Yep. He's out there with Maxine Dupree. While uh, Dan- Chad Gable was in the ring getting ready to get squished by Bronson Reed. Oh, yeah, he got squished. That had to hurt. But did you see, like, um, one of my dream teams is coming true? What's that? Which dream team? Um, Lita. Oh, Becky yeah. Lynch. Lita and Becky. Supposedly, we were supposed to see... Um, we're supposed to see a big comeback tonight, but we haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to spoil it, so we'll see if maybe it happens. Um, I, I don't get I, I don't get half the stuff we're seeing on on WWE lately. And I had thought for a while, I had really thought that they were making improvements, but eh, they're just back. I think they're trying like like this is they're trying to give Bronson Reed a, a moment, but then yeah. it's also we're on that. <laughs> autopilot to wrestlemania yeah and that that's kind of what it feels like it's just all right well we're gonna do these three things and we're just gonna stick with that and that's all that's all we're doing guys have a good one <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's back in the back of the day of like you remember when we used to go to see house shows and then you'd see the same damn matches on monday you're like wait a minute yeah right exactly well there's somebody nobody gives a shit about yeah austin theory uh, so Tuesday, Tuesday, we, uh, excuse me, Wednesday, gosh, why would I say Tuesday? Wednesday night, there is a announcement coming from Tony Khan. A big announcement on Dynamite. You guys have any idea what this announcement could be? Who knows? He bought Madison Square Garden, therefore WWE can never be there again. <laughs> okay, that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. What would be hilarious, and, you know, of course, this is just me fucking around here. What would be hilarious is one con show up and be like, no, no, the paperwork said con. But it's Nick. Which con? <laughs> oh my God. I'd love it. That'd be, that'd be great. It's just like when he, uh, he bought Ring of Honor and he said, there's no shame here. There's no shame. It's really me. that'd be the best thing i'll ever like hey guys we've been i've been working with somebody very close in business and i think it's time to talk to y'all and i want to bring out my brother (laughs) (laughs) it's all a ruse let's let's put to rest the best what's the most asked question in wrestling today is nick khan and I, brothers. What if the announcement whole, was that he's brought WWE? got a hug. <laughs> what if the announcement is that he's bought WWE? 
Not if a billion dollars is the price range. Seven billion. I think that's a load of shit. I think that's Vince just trying to keep the uh, the non-buyers away. Well, I mean, no, I, I mean that's probably because again, you're buying the contracts that Vince has made. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the Fox deal, Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia deal, the USA Network. You know what I'm saying? Right, right deal. Yeah. Like, like his actual company is probably not that valued at that much, but it's everything that comes with it that you're paying for. The yeah. potential of what you're going to make. Yeah. Because he's not going to sell it to to you for four hundred million when he's more going to make a billion in five years from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Maybe he announces CM Punk's return. No, it's not, yeah. I don't. Something like that would better be served the surprise. I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to. I'm spitballing because, like, are you in the what bathroom? else is there for him to do? Huh? No, I'm not in the Well, I mean, there's all types of things. Uh, you know, uh, it, it could be a streaming deal, it could be. Um, you know, we're, we've reached, uh, a new deal with Warner brothers and we're staying on, what are they on TBS? TBS TNT. Yeah. Uh, we got a new show at six Oh five on TBS. I mean, there's any number of things. You I'm know? bringing out a new belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not, instead of the all Atlantic, now it's the mid Pacific. <laughs> the Northern UP. <laughs> it's called the Northern UPA title. I mean, has he officially announced the ROH is starting in what two weeks? Uh, or did A- AEW just do that? I felt like it feels like AEW just did, like just quietly said, "Yeah, we're starting our tapings." Yeah, so maybe he comes out and says, "Hey, guess what." ROH is going back to full business in two weeks. And oh, by the way, every champion is stripped. Yeah. So we're going to start holding tournaments for everything. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Especially yeah. with that guy. He's he's unpredictable, man. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh, we bought Impact. I mean, who knows? Oh, my God. Who knows? We've reached a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling and you know, the streaming service HBO Max is going to not only have uh, AEW, but it'll also have New Japan on it or, you know, ROH, uh, their streaming service. You know, who knows? Who knows? Hard to tell. AEW will be streaming on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got a new deal. We're leaving Time Warner and we're going to Peacock. They're going to stream on the cock. Wait, what? I mean, honestly, I think as 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 fans that have lived through the WCW WWE era, right? I think the worst thing that could happen would be the same guy by WWE. I mean, I think he's done great with what he's got, but we see what happens when one guy owns all the wrestling. You know. Well, but I also think he's probably learned from 
the past. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he could have very easily been like, oh, it's ROH. Um, we're just going to fold it and then, you know, whatever. But now it's, again, we're two weeks from the TV tapings at ROH. You know, that's what Vince should have done with WCW. Yeah. Could you Shut imagine it down, if he did, reworked it? What? Could you imagine, like, just for an instance, if, if he did buy, Tony did buy, WWE, right? And on one program, you could literally see as a wrestling fan, ROH, New Japan, WWE, <laughs> and AEW. Like, that would just blow the minds of the bobbleheads right there. It's not out of the realm of possibility. There are only so many people in the world that can come up with a $7 billion offer. But if I have that money, don't think I ain't going for it. How much are the Jags worth? <laughs> oh, no, they got more money than that. They ain't got to worry about oh, selling yeah. nothing. Legitimately, if, if they wanted to buy it, they probably could. Oh, yeah, there's they're, no they're doubt. They're pretty well connected. You don't have that. Oh, yeah. They have, like, like stupid Jeff Bezos money, which is why, which is why it always cracks me up when people are like, AEW is going to go bankrupt. No, they which, which is why what? When, when people will say on social media, it always cracks me up when they say AEW is going to go bankrupt. No, they won't. No, this is no like some guy playing with his tax money. Right, exactly. This is legitimately yeah. somebody that's – and his own father has said, I'll continue to fund it. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, it's his money. It, right, it's right, exactly. Money. Yeah, he's going to let him do it. It's his project. I'm going to let him do what he yep. loves. It's exactly what he said in an interview. Yeah, I mean, I think what he said was – Oh well, he was getting this money when I was di- when I died anyway. Exactly. But I'm gonna give it to him now so he can, you know, do his thing. I mean, that's just that's just smart. And and why? Yeah, and yeah, Rob, Rob does have a point. If there's one owner of all the wrestling we've learned it before, that's not always great. But Tony Khan's been pretty versatile. Yeah, he's, he's got a room for improvement, but he's been pretty versatile with the two companies. Well, but- week on Raw. But again, though, I also don't think that Tony would be dumb enough not to bring Triple H on board and some of these other ones on board. And hey, you do your thing over here. We'll do our thing over here. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, am going to learn from everybody because I'll run the whole show. And right. of course, we will have one big pay-per-view. WrestleMania will not just be you all, but we'll have it for a weekend, and it'll be everybody. Could you imagine owning the rights to WrestleMania? Because I think also the thing about the WWE, the, the sale that you think about is, if it includes everything, how much money is tied up in that library alone? Oh, that library is... I'd say probably every bit of a good $50 million library, if not more than that. Yeah. So, but, you know, the other thing, too, is whoever is going to put up the money is not doing it by himself. Right. So, you know, maybe the cons put up four four billion to become the controlling partner. And then they find enough backers to get the other three billion. 
Mr. Which Blades again go is not. Huh? Mr. Blades go in with them. Yeah, I, I, I'm shocked, honestly, that Triple H hasn't been attached to one of these things yet. I mean, I think, I think, uh, what did I see? If they sell that Stephanie makes like a hundred million dollar plus. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty crazy amount of yeah. <laughs> money. Well, I mean, she never took a salary. You know, they did this like for financials and like she makes all her money off the stock offers because she owns so many of it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, as we uh, get ready to close up, we're uh, a couple weeks away from Revolution. we got the Iron Man match with MJF and uh, Brian Danielson. We got uh, the tag title match, which is going to be, I don't know, it's the gun club defending against four other guys, four other teams, apparently. Um, we're seeing more developments with uh, Soraya's Outsiders against uh, the AEW Originals or Home Team, or I don't know what they're referring to them as yet. Um, so we've got definitely some developments next week. We're going to go through it. We're going to do a countdown to Revolution next week. We're going to talk about our predictions, and uh, we'll lay Wait, out. Already? Yeah. I thought it was closer to the end. Uh, okay. Let me just double check. I could be wrong. Maybe it's yeah. ROH I'm thinking about. March 5th. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks away. Two weeks. So that's going to do it for us. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter bot. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul. That's V L A D D R A G O O L C2C on Twitter. And catch blah, up. Blah, blah. Catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show. I'm at Stan Grubb on Twitter. And that's going to do it. We'll see you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.